This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support and BetterHelp has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, uh, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers, I am looking for this kind of therapist, I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression. And to be honest, I love my therapist so much. She's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had. And I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years. Me and her really hit it off. And even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away, because let's be real, finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating. Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp, too, is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get, get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to and the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support so communicating with your therapist more frequently could really benefit you if you're going through a rough time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better com slash vibe. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support. 
you deserve the healing and you are not alone there are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety depression trauma all of these things and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore so visit betterhelp.com vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash vibe and that discount code will get you 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe welcome to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and this song that is playing is by Modest Mouse, and I'm pretty sure it's called Whenever You Breathe Out, I Breathe In. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll link in the show notes, but um, yeah, kind of an emotional song. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of having a hard time, so that's that's why I'm coming on here Um, I have a really dope topic to talk about, which is dissecting the energetics of anger and some spell work, some rituals, some herbs, and some magic that you can implement into your routine to help you release anger and manipulate dark energies that you're trying to release. Um... You know, this is a very weird time that we're in, and it doesn't get easier. It just kind of gets weirder and more challenging each day. And living with family, I'm very grateful that I have, you know, a place to stay and that I'm I'm safe and I'm healthy. And um, but it doesn't make it easy. Um, so I've been doing a lot of shadow work, a lot of a lot of inner child healing um, and it takes time and I'm, I'm very vulnerable and triggered right now and I know that I'm not the only one. Usually when you feel some kind of energetic shift, it's in the collective and the collective right now is pretty much all on the same page if you want to think about it that way. Um, this crisis has brought the energy, the energetics of everyone together. So I want to dissect the energetics of anger because I've been doing a lot of research and I'm super into psychology and mental health and and all that shit. Um, Basically, anger 
is derived from shame, guilt, and abandonment, in my opinion, in my personal experience. Anger is also... Anger also comes off as um, bitterness. And anger is the disguise for depression. So all these things are linked together. So if you're suffering with depression, which many of us are, many of us on this earth are, especially in these times, um, it might come out as anger. It might put on the anger costume and pretend that it's just angry when in reality it's just really depression. It's really um, abandonment and bitterness and sadness and these things could be connected to our past it could be connected to our current reality right now and and what what our reality looks like right now you know our job situation our family situation our relationships I've been feeling pretty isolated far before far before this occurred and it's just getting worse and worse to be honest and this episode's not going to be a a Debbie Downer but I'm just being real with you guys um I don't have a lot of in real life friends to begin with which is kind of funny because you would look at my Instagram and and say oh wow she she has a good amount of followers and she must have you know a lot of friends I know a lot of people I have a lot of acquaintances and I definitely don't want this to come off in the wrong way but I have a lot of really amazing friends don't get me wrong but I don't have many friends that I can just like FaceTime or just text and or call and and vent to you know what I mean I feel like this podcast is my best friend right now which sounds really emo but it's the truth I mean I'm talking about things on here that I don't talk about with anybody you know I don't talk like this with really anyone in my life my therapist yeah um there are a couple people that I do get deep with especially here on the podcast but um it's just really hard to decipher like oh yeah this is this is a real friend but then you know you don't feel like you're really on their mind at all you don't feel like they're thinking about you at all uh I definitely am starting to dissect the quality of my friendships and relationships and the older that I get the more I want to be able to have friends that I don't have to act or or speak in a certain way or worry about the way that I'm speaking or wear a mask or you know I want it to be easy I want that easy clear communication and I think that for a for a while in my life I was kind of going through a lot like you know, in art school, I was always fucked up on drugs, so I probably wasn't the best friend. But I did have a lot of friends then, because, you know, go figure. I mean, when you're getting fucked up, you you have more friends. Uh, now, I'm just able to perceive my friendships and relationships with a clear lens, 
which ones went wrong and which ones worked out, which ones didn't. And I, I'm not going to lie. I probably haven't been the best kind of friend in, in several relationships because when you're going through your own turmoil and you're, you know, like when I was homeless and I had to move and then all this fucking crazy shit and drama, it's kind of hard to be a good friend for other people when you can't even be a good friend for yourself or when you just are in the mud, you know? So that dark night of the soul that I was in and, you know, I think I'm currently still in it, spiritually speaking. Dark night of the soul is isolation mode, loneliness, sitting in your own shit and understanding why you are alone it can be a very daunting time you know and I don't want this to sound rude like I I definitely have a lot of friends in my life who care about me and I care about them very much and I've had amazing times with them and I've done like so many fun things with them and concerts and adventures and photo shoots and beach and you know, in my days of drinking and drugs, like a lot of festivals, a lot of partying. But now, I mean, the quarantine just puts an extra layer on it. You know, when we come out of this quarantine, what types of relationships are we going to want to fill into our life? Because this this phase and this lapse of of isolation and seclusion and solitude is really going to put in perspective what we miss and what we want and what we really need in our relationships. Reflecting on all of this, a very bitter truth for me to deal with and a big pill for me to swallow because it makes me think, well, why am I not worthy of having true friendships? And then that's where the the shame and the guilt and the abandonment cords come through. And I feel like anger, anger really is an energetic cord that's attached to what has happened to us in our past. I mean, think about it. We wouldn't really have any reason to be angry if nothing happened to make us angry. You know, I mean, it sounds so mundane and so stupid, but like we have to dissect why we are angry because there's days when I wake up and I'm in a bad mood and I don't even know why I'm in a bad mood and I don't even know why I'm angry. I don't know what chip I have on my shoulder. I don't know what's bothering me, but in reality, deep down, I do know it's resentment. It's shame. It's guilt. It's my depression. It's everything built into one big ball that just snowballs and then once that snowball is going and going and going and it's so big it's hard to wake up and just be like oh you know what I'm just gonna be happy fuck it I'm just gonna put that all in the past um as much as I am practicing letting go of the past and non-attachment and and these meditation practices and buddhism there is a fine line between um, just understanding our mental health and we're all human, you know, and I've been dealing with a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. I don't know if you guys have listened to the episode about three being stuck in 3D and then going into 5D about friends and family. Um, I talk a, lo- a little bit about what I'm going through in that episode. So if you want to 
know a little bit more about why I feel shame and guilt. Um, it's, it's related to my family relationships and not only family relationships, but now that we've had so much time to ourselves in isolation and quarantine, it's given me a lot of space and time for memories, flashbacks uh, to come through. And I know I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but this is just going to set me up for the rest of this episode um, about the rituals and the spell work to release anger. But basically, if you're living in an environment that keeps triggering you and keeps bringing up memories of the past, you might find yourself in a cycle and a pattern. And, and those thought patterns and those habitual patterns, um, it's hard to break regardless of how, how much older you are now. Uh, so I've been dealing with a lot of shame and guilt around the relationship with my mom. And, you know, it's just, it's just a roller coaster ride. So I have been meditating more, a lot more. And there's days when I don't want to, but there's, you know, those are the days that I get the most out of it. Like today I meditated for over an hour and that never happens. And I, I've been using this YouTube, uh, meditation kind of series and I'll link it in the show notes, but it's, it's really good. It's, it's every chakra. They have, they have a different meditation for each chakra. Each one's 30 minutes and the guy that that's that's guiding you has a really soothing voice it's it's an indian kind of voice and and he just is really really soothing and there's sound healing chanting and it's just it's beautiful it's perfect so i did that and that was part of my spell work but the last thing i want to get into about anger is that during these times of flashbacks and memories we could be thinking about our past relationships and past friendships which ties me back into what I was just saying about how I feel lonely and shameful about how I can't how I don't have a lot of um in real life friends well you know the truth is is that nobody really has in real life friends right now at least nobody can hang out with them uh so that that makes me feel a little bit better, you know, selfishly, but at the same time, it ha- it makes me sit here and think a lot about how I miss having friends. I miss, because, you know, far before this, when I was living in Philly, I didn't really have any real friends. It was really hard for me to, to make new friends, especially because I'm living more of a sober-ish lifestyle, uh, and I say sober-ish because I don't consider myself, um, in AA or any of that and if I wanted to have a drink one day and I just felt like it and I felt called to it then maybe I would but I really haven't had that craving um and if I do have that craving I sit there and I dissect it and I ask myself why and it's pretty much just because of boredom or because I'm trying to paint over this anger guilt shame emotional stuff that I'm going through so there's many other things that I can do to make myself feel better other than alcohol because alcohol doesn't sit well with my body. It, it literally makes me ill and swollen and puffy and like sick. So there's really no point. But all of these memories and flashbacks 
of relationships that went wrong. I'm talking about romantic relationships. So it really gives me the, the time to sit here and look at myself and it gets dark because there's moments where I'm like, I really just don't like the person I am. I really don't like the person I am sometimes. And then there's, there's days where I really love myself, where I'm really lo- like loving myself and my energy and everything's good. And then there's days where I'm just fucking pissed. And it could be related to um, a relationship with my family member, uh, the energy in the house, something that happened five years ago, something that keeps popping up, you know? This is what therapy is about, you know? You're trying to dissect why, the why of why we are the way we are and understand it so that we can relinquish it instead of instead of dancing in this realm of not understanding but kind of understanding but wanting answers and wanting to... Um, forgive ourselves and wanting our family members to forgive us which we can't force upon anyone so we're kind of dancing in this realm alone especially in this time of isolation it can be very daunting uh you know the waves of emotion are real like i said one day is going to be amazing the next day could be fucking so shitty it's like you just want the day to be over i have dark moments where i'm like you know I don't see the point in living. I don't see the the point in life. And then I'll catch myself and say, whoa, like, that's not you, you know, like, but the thing is, is, is understanding how to dance with those two polar realities, polar opposite realities, and understand that neither of them have to be it. We can, we can be okay with being in the middle and not understanding and, you know, I feel like in this time of isolation, we're all kind of triggering ourselves as well. We're all sitting in our own mud. We're all sitting in our own sludgy energy that we've been pretending wasn't there because we've been uh, filling a void with drugs, alcohol, substances, friendships, jobs that weren't fulfilling us anyways, or we were wearing different masks around different people constantly and forgetting who we are and just really we're looking at ourselves in the mirror not a literal mirror but we're we're looking at ourselves in the mirror way way much more and and like like it's like we're just constantly walking around with a mirror when we're in quarantine and I'm happy to be single. I really am. But there are days where I'm like, hmm, I wonder, like, if I'm really ever going to meet someone. And, like, I, I say that with, like, the the most pure and not pity me, not feel bad for me energy. I really, really do sit there and wonder if, if I'm just going to be single forever because I have a lot of trauma and I have a lot of things that I'm working out. And I- This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, 
anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life. So therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because For many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, So if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. 
BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better, H-E-L-P, dot com slash vibe betterhelp.com slash vibe go start online therapy dm me on instagram let me know how it's going and i hope that you get the help the support and the healing that you deserve i feel like the the narcissistic men that i've been with in the past um they're all coming up in my head and the memories and the flashbacks and dissecting and it's like scenes of a movie you know it's like I'm going through my day and kind of just doing my thing and the scenes of each relationship are popping up and it's not like I'm it's not like I'm asking for this it's just happening it's like my my mind is just going through and reviewing each romantic relationship that I've been through And with all the emotional abuse, the physical abuse, the narcissistic abuse, the manipulation, I'm, I'm just drained and exhausted. And I'm, I'm very happy being single for the past few years, like for real. Um, but there is that little dwindling thought that, that comes through like, oh no, you're just, you're just too fucked up to even be in a relationship. Like who the fuck would we even want to deal with you? who would have the patience for you you know when you're you're so depressed and so angry and that's when the shadow comes out and that's when the shame and the guilt come out and then that's when the anger comes out because once you're tied up in that never-ending thread then it just then the anger the anger is usually the last thing to come out because you're just so fucking over it and you're you're over the destructive self-talk and the ruminating and the obsessive thoughts and the intrusive thoughts that anger comes through to kind of shield and break it and then the anger acts as the the protector you know so I'm learning how to take down that protective shield because it only makes me feel heavy and really shitty and understand that all the relationships that I've been in have been lessons and I don't have to label my worth as what any of those relationships made me feel my worth was so that's the work and I want to get into some of the things that I've been doing for releasing the energy so first of all I've been doing some research on which god and goddess or deity to call upon with asking for release uh, for negative energy. And Kali is basically the deity who who 
rules the underworld kind of and she loves sharp things she is a dark deity who will quote-unquote eat your sins and swallow your anger and swallow your bitterness and your resentment and basically she eats your anger she eats your suffering and then she transforms that suffering energy and that toxic energy into positive energy and she puts it back into the earth so that's the deity that i've been um working with and by working with i mean writing notes to talking to setting up um shrines and altars for lighting candles for meditating and thinking about so this chant that i found online is about um let me find it releasing anger and it's a spell for See, spell for removing anger and this it's this is what it says this is a quick and simple mantra which can be recited without setting up a proper ritual it can be used for yourself or for other people you are advised to add a very simple gesture to this spell take a stone and envision the anger you want to remove flowing into the stone feel the energy of the anger pulsate through you and into the stone When you feel that you have transferred the anger into the stone, throw it away, preferably into a body of water where it can be cleansed, such as a stream, a river, or a lake. Then say the following incantation to remove your anger. I actually did this um, the other way around, so I'm going to explain to you what I did, but I I didn't say this incantation afterwards. I said it before, but this is the incantation. Great guardians of the West, who watch over the sea and the ocean, let this anger disperse through space and time, make it disappear forever, so mote it be. So that is the spell work, and or the spell ritual and words. So I'm going to explain to you what I did. I found a stone that I've had for a long time, and I figured I'd you know, I've had it for so long that I don't care if I am going to get rid of it. So I took the stone and I laid down on my porch where I, where my meditation station is. And I did 60 minutes of guided meditation of that YouTube um, meditation. I did heart chakra. No, I did root chakra and heart chakra. During the meditation, I literally envisioned black muddy, disgusting, thick liquid emptying out of my body and going into the stone. The stone was just sitting next to me on my table. So I was really channeling my energy into that and I was trying to envision that the entire time and I did get this weird vision that popped up of a girl vomiting and it was just all black sludgy like shit coming out of her mouth but it didn't look gross it was more of like an art image it was kind of like cool looking like like splattered paint so that's what I envisioned and I had a really nice meditation I kind of drifted off for a little bit then after that I wrote the incantation in my journal two times just so I could have it when I went out to the lake because I actually do live right on the lake so that's you know I'm, I'm lucky in that sense 
and what I did was I wrote it in red and then I wrote out what I wanted Kali to help me remove so I oh and then during my meditation also sorry during the meditation I also I also spoke to Kali and I also spoke out loud to her this is very very important so I I spoke out loud to her and I said please Kali remove my anger remove my pain remove my sadness remove my abandonment remove my bitterness remove my resentment I, and I just kept kind of repeating that when I felt like it all right so then after the meditation I brought the rock and my journal out to the lake so after I wrote down all those things that I wanted Kali to release me of all those things that I had just mentioned I went outside and I spoke the incantation four times I don't know why I just that's what my spirit guides told me to do so I did it four times and then I threw the rock as far as I could into the water I didn't want to just throw it near me because that made me feel like the energy would probably be closer to me so I threw the rock as far as I could into the lake and I felt really good and I was barefoot during this so I was grounding myself into the earth after that, I went inside and I drew myself a bath. So I've been trying to do more baths recently. I, I never really was a big bath person because I never had a bath um, in most of my apartments in Florida. And now I do since I'm staying with my mom. So I'm taking advantage of it. And I drew the bath and I lit some candles. I put some Epsom salts in there. And I had my eucalyptus in there as well. And then I also had my three selenite crystal wands in there. They're they're not too big. They're just in the shower. I don't know why. I just felt like I the energy from them is nice. And I put them in the shower in like a little jar. So I drew the bath as hot as I could and went in there. And I put on another guided meditation. I did the sacral chakra one I think and just breathe deep and that's it you know just just being in water the sacral chakra is actually really connected to water so the guided meditation he does talk a lot about water so it was really nice to be in the tub during that all right, once you're done in the tub, once you feel like you've cleansed, you've released, you've breathed, and then you're just kind of like sitting in your dirty water, this is what I've I've been doing, and it makes me feel like a lot better. It kind of just like puts a nice little cap on to the bath. Instead of getting out of the bath and then draining it, drain the bath, so un- undrain it so the water starts to go back into the drain and stand up in the tub naked with no towel and if it's cold it's cold whatever but let your body air dry and stand there with your feet in the tub with the water draining down and what that is basically doing is you are feeling all of the the toxic energy that was just released into that water being drained out of your body so what I do is I like to close my eyes and stand there and envision that black gunky muddy disgusting kind of toxic liquid energy 
emptying out of my body and then gold shimmery maybe pink or purple or just really fluorescent liquid gold energy filling up my body and then if you're into reiki or self reiki you can do some hand motions you can do some clearing you can you can kind of move the energy down um, in downward motions kind of like you're you're rubbing off like that that thick mud off your body and like slam it down so that's what I did and then you wait until every drop of water is out of the tub and watch it go down so when the water is really almost done draining watch it all go down and then what you can do is obviously step out of the tub and I like to use a white towel white is just very cleansing and light and and yeah and then if you're going to get into your pajamas or something comfy I recommend wearing light colors just to keep that energy going just to keep that that light energy going and what else I also took some CBD and one red kratom capsule before my bath so that was nice I have been implementing vitex root burdock root and sepia in my routine for balancing my hormones and burdock is also really good for cleansing circulation blood circulation cleansing the colon so you can find all those things on Amazon. Sepia is a homeopathic remedy, those pellets that I've been posting about on my Instagram. So yeah, that's that's what I did tonight. And I'm trying to see if I have any more notes here. If you're doing candle magic for Kali, you can use red candles, black candles. Um Let's see, other things that you can drink, other herbs that you can drink to, to nightcap your evening. If you want to do a cup of healing too, you can do it. You can do chamomile, dandelion, ginger, turmeric. You can do cacao because cacao is very heart opening. So yeah, I hope that this helped you. I hope that these rituals will help release anger. And remember, anger is... Anger is a, a costume of depression and sadness and abandonment and shame and guilt. So anger is energetically corded to the past, plain and simple. So I hope that this helped you. If you'd like to support the podcast, just subscribe, rate, and review. Share this episode with a friend or a family member if it resonated with you or if you feel like it's going to help someone get through these weird times. We're all in this together. I know that sounds really corny, but we all kind of are. Even though we're very isolated, we are all in the same boat, which for people suffering with mental illness... It's kind of like a weight lifted off your shoulders. You might feel like that because now you feel like, oh, well, now the whole world feels like I do, <laughs> you know? Uh, not saying that it's okay, but, you know. If you want a podcast recommendation that I've really been liking a lot, it's um, the Mental Illness Happy Hour podcast. 
it's really fucking good so definitely give that a listen and yeah just support the podcast in those ways rate review subscribe tag me on instagram gypsy love flow uh share this episode with anyone and i will leave you with the rest of this song take care of yourself guys